0: Welcome to the Free Your Heart Podcast. I'm your host and heart healer, Ashley Mondor, and I am here to serve as your guide while bringing you nourishing conversations, wisdom, and channeled messages that support your healing journey to wholeness and unconditional love. It's my hope that this podcast and the story shared with you inspire you, expand you, and align you to the profound understanding of not only who you are, but for what's possible for you as you heal and open your heart. And with that said, I invite you to get comfortable, unclench your jaw, and release any tension you're holding in your body. Now take a deep breath in with love for yourself and for this heart-to-heart connection, and when you're ready, let's dive in. Hello, hello. So fun story for you, I actually had this entire podcast episode edited and ready to go and publish, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I actually was struggling with a lot of resistance and fear around sharing some parts of my story because I am afraid of the backlash that I will receive from certain people. And I also just really want you to know that anything that I share here is through my lens, right? And although I try to work on myself and love myself and go deeper within myself in my truth and in discovering that my guidance, my advice, my wisdom is not one-size-fits-all, and I'm in the process of navigating these things, which is why I actually took a step back before hitting publish and decided to re-record this entire podcast episode because I realized that the first recording of this was still in the trigger state. I was still harboring emotions around it, and I hadn't actually transmuted that into something that was helpful, something that was kind or loving or compassionate that could help me move forward not necessarily that i was saying anything about them and i would never share names or anything like that to cause damage or harm or anything like anything like that but the energy behind it was not fully ready yet to be expressed so this is why i'm here (laughs) I went through a series of unfortunate events, if you wanted to put it that way, and I wanted to share the wisdom that I extracted from it because maybe if you're in similar situations or have gone through something similar or you are navigating it right now, like maybe this could be supportive for you because my God, family, we're just going to leave it there. Family. Perfect. To kick this off, one of my really good friends, his name's Dan. Hey, Dan. He's a tattoo artist. If you're listening to this, hello, Dan. Not to make it creepy, but hey, hey. I wanted I wanted to share this little tiny snippet of a story with you. So he sent me a reel on Instagram of him holding this, this mug or this tumbler that you put tea in. And as he was showing me his hand, just like putting this mug on display, telling me how much he hates this pink mug. And he was rolling it from side to side to tell me, how much he hates it and the memories he has tied to this pink mug and how hideous it is and all this stuff. And I was sitting there just so confused because the mug was silver. Twas not pink. So as he's talking, I'm still confused, but then he flips the mug over and on the bottom of this silver metal tumbler is just like the tiniest swatch of pink. And he said, Isn't it interesting that I still consider this mug pink? And I thought that metaphor was so devastatingly brilliant because how many people in your life do you hold on to older versions of them because it makes you feel a certain type of way, whether that's more loving, more free, more safe, or the opposite people who made you feel a certain way, but they're no longer that person. Maybe they caused you pain or harm in the past, but you, out of safety, can't let that version of them go. Well, this story illustrates what had happened to me. And so, for context growing up, I was an incredible people pleaser. I was so good so good. I was the person that you could go for for almost anything. I was the one in my family who always gave advice, guidance. I was the one people turned to. I gave support. I um, helped them financially. All of these things. Like I was the person. Maybe it's because I'm the eldest. Maybe it's because I have a certain career that walked a more traditional path until I launched my business like six years ago. All of that said, I was the people pleaser. And then I started working on myself and healing wounds and going deeper in my heart and figuring out who I am and how I want to be in this world. And people-pleasing did not fit the new version of me. But that version was extremely supportive for people in my family. And it's not that I don't want to help. It's that I have to have boundaries in order to protect my mental peace. I have to have boundaries in order to protect my energy, in order to help me reach my dreams and to go after what it is that I say that I want to do and to connect with people like you on this podcast. You know, like I need to have boundaries. Everyone needs boundaries because when you build better boundaries, you give yourself the opportunity to be actually boundless. That way I'm giving from a full cup. I'm giving from a healthy place. I'm not giving from a depleted place that turns into resentment or maybe not my best. Like what if I can't give you the healthy parts of me, right? So, I actually placed a boundary with one of my family members. I communicated it in a really loving way, but it was miscommunicated to another family member of mine. And that family member is very easily triggered, very quick to react. Um, very and I say this if she's listening, I told it to her, (laughs) but very verbally abusive. And I'm 33 turning 34 on October 24th, and I no longer am willing to be verbally or physically or any type of abused at all. Like, I will not be abused as an adult woman. I will not be abused as a business owner. I will not be abused by family, by clients, by anyone. I will not allow it. I'm breaking that chain. I'm breaking that cycle in my family, and that requires boundaries, so that boundary triggered this person in my family who then, instead of messaging me and asking me what happened what's what's going on over here, like tell me you know how I can support it was immediately attack, and every time I explained I'm actually not willing to have conversations that are abusive or or trying to explain my boundary, what I realized was that this person was unwilling to hear me at all. She has a narrative or a story of me in her mind, and it fits this very like villain type ideal that lives in her because I decided that I was going to place a boundary. And this was actually a really key lesson that was oh medicine that was so hard to swallow. And that's When you've been a people pleaser for most of your life and you draw boundaries with people who say that they love you and their family, but you no longer become useful, that's when they rip away love. That's when the insults and the attacks happen because you're changing a dynamic for them and no one should have to face abuse. That's it. Like there it's 2023, man. Like we can communicate in a way where you're more grounded, where you are more loving, more open-hearted, more curious and inquisitive. We don't just attack people anymore. And if we do, then maybe you need to take a step back, man. Like if you're so triggered, take a breath before it takes years for you to undo something. So while that was hard, and I it just <sighs> super broke my heart because of how oh, family is everything. She said, if you don't have family, you don't have anything, and you don't respect your elders and all this, which she can think that if she wants, but that's not true. I also wanted to say that there's this story in our society where it's like blood is thicker than water, and I would now say, but does that matter if the blood is poison? Because That interaction I had with her, I've seen in other instances of her lashing out, out of her wounds, totally out of her wounds, which is another story of being able to observe what's happening in people who are unwilling to seek out help or support or therapy or counseling or coaching or any of those things. And they just would rather be in their pain and in their wounds instead of being the type of person who makes interactions better or different or just at. Bare minimum respectful. Like, we live in a time now where you can Google these things, you can take classes, you can read books, you can do any of that. But I guess I realized that my model of the world that I live in is just that's how people are. And I've created communities and family like that who are that way. But then (laughs) reality just like slaps you in the face and you're like, oh my God. Oh, okay. All right. I live in this amazing echo chamber and humanity still has a ways to go, which I'm also very proud of for each of us who are doing the work to be cycle breakers and change makers, because we're the ones who are changing future generations. We're literally changing the world like we are. And that's why I'm so in awe, oh, so in awe of people who actively seek out healing. People who have navigated some of the darkest, densest, most shadowy, painful, suffering events, experiences, moments in their lifetime, and they they transmute that into love. Are you kidding me? Like, wow. Wow. For people who do that. I just, oh, I'm so in love with that. But I wanted to share, outside of all that, again, that family member... Hold a certain like pink tumbler version of me in her mind where I just bend over backwards for people no matter what, that I just am abused because that's how you get your point across. But that's not me. So I wanted to share that with you because I know I'm not the only one who struggles with family and people who won't allow you to change and people who treat you in a certain type of way even if you put boundaries down and i think it's always the opportunity to look at those relationships whether they're family or friendships or whatever and to reassess how do i feel around this person what are we bringing to each other's lives right like just because your family does not mean that you get an all access stage pass to my life if you are abusive i will cut you off and there are people who will say like well how can you do that to family And in my mind, I'm asking family to be more loving and considerate and kind and compassionate. That's what I have space for. You can ask for things that you want and need, but can you do it in a way that's considerate? Can you do it in a way that's loving? Are you resourced? Like, do you have access to other people in your family who can support you? It can't always be just one person, especially for me. Candidly, like, I get really bitter if I'm always the only one because it's like, okay, okay. Am I like, (laughs) am I just here at everyone's beck and call? Because it can't be that way. I have dreams. Like I have this life. I came here to live. I came here to live for myself. And in living living for myself and learning about who I am and how I want to be in the world, I can express and I can serve in such more beautiful, impactful ways that everyone benefits from. Okay, so context aside, sharing that story. I wanted to share some of the things that came through for me that I thought were just uh, brilliant little nuggets of wisdom that I wanted to share with you, especially if you are navigating something similar or you have, or if this ever is an event or an experience that arises for you, at least you'll have this in the back of your mind, hopefully, and maybe even in my voice. Wouldn't that be weird? So although I've had experiences with family that have totally broken my heart, here are some things from specifically this experience with my family member. I had another one with another family member, but it's along the same veins. Number one, if I can handle family, those who are supposed to love you unconditionally, who can be so triggered by my beliefs that they disrespect me and make claims about my integrity or my character, but I know me and I honor my heart. I can handle it when my business grows and strangers decide they know who I am and make claims about me or my work. I've got my own back. If I can handle family, I can handle strangers. And I've said this in another podcast episode, but it really rings true for me. I am willing for you to be wrong about me. I'm willing for you to be wrong about my heart because I know me, because I've got me. And a tiny little snippet and I've shared this before, but repetition builds neural pathways. Everyone is living in their own model of reality, their own world. And what that means is your reality is shaped by your belief systems, your conditioning, your programming, what you were taught, the media, your parents, how they guided you, your thoughts, your habits, How you move through the world, right? There's so many things that make up your reality, but everyone is living in their own reality and everyone is experiencing you through filters that are already in place in their subconscious. So, knowing that there is a different version of you living in other people's realities is such an interesting thought because that automatically means you cannot control how you are perceived or received. Which is why personal development and coaching is all about having you be the truest you, the most fulfilled you, the one who is happy and in their personal power and who is living with a flexible nervous system and people who are empowered to be free because you cannot curate everyone's experiences of you, so you might as well be you. And I learned this because my existence is inherently triggering to people because what I ask for in the world is change. I will innately trigger people with my belief systems because that's why we're here. We're here for diversity of thought and being. We're here to be expressions of God, as God. We're here to be love in its many facets and forms and fractals. That's why we're here to live a human experience and be expressions of love. And I'm guessing that's why you're listening to this podcast episode is because you're the type of person who believes in that too. And that's why we're here. We're here to help make the world better, more loving, more kind, more brilliant, more free. So if your existence inherently triggers someone else and you are being you and you are being love, then that's their work. And it's not like we can't be a guide, but sometimes, well, actually often, how we learn is through contrast, in contrast to what it is that we actually desire. How would you know what you wanted if you didn't see the opposite of it? And also... Like, what kinds of stories would we want to tell if there weren't bumps along the road or if there wasn't a mountain to traverse or if there wasn't, you know, like freaking Dementors out here and you need like the Lumo spell? Like, what are we doing? We need <laughs> we need the adventure. I also had two more pieces of... G- <laughs> I went on a tangent there. Oh, that's fine. It happens. I also wanted to share just two more things with you that came through this experience for me. Just because their family doesn't mean that they walk with you for life. Just because they've been in your life for 10 plus years does not mean that they get to stay if they are abusive or they won't love you in all of the ways that you evolve towards your more true self. Because your true self, again, is love. Like that point blank, that's what it is. But it's really tricky in the world that believes that family is everything and that you do anything for family, no matter what, even if it's at your detriment, even if it goes against your mental health. I'm giving you permission to draw a boundary because that is wrong. Are you going to ruffle feathers when you put boundaries down and you tell them I'm not available for this or this is not an option for me or I do not hold space for people who are abusive in my life? Hell yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Is it painful? Yeah. But how are you in that moment, right? Like, how are you communicating your boundaries? How are you holding them? How are you loving yourself? For me, when I was getting, you know, verbally abused, I was so bothered by the fact that these people who said they're family and they love me, supposedly, would view me in a certain way and treat me a certain way. Because that's not what you treat. That's not how you treat family. You can be upset or mad or have differing views, but you can still be respectful and kind in your communication. Can it feel hard in the moment when you're extremely triggered? Yeah. And then you take a breath and you take a step back and you take your little ass outside and you sit in the sun rays and you maybe listen to the ocean or you put music on or something and you come back regulated. If you are with someone that you love and you're so triggered you can communicate in a way where it's like, I'm really feeling some emotions come up and I really care about our relationship. And so I'm just going to take, you know, five minutes and then I'll come back and respond. Or I'm going to take the day to process what's coming up for me and then I'll respond. And then you respond after that given time, but you got to go back, right? You can't just leave people out in the ethers floating in the wind and thinking like, what is happening and mentally spitting out? That takes personal responsibility. And then I think, you know, the last (laughs) gem that came through for me that I think is, it's just really personal, but might as well share with you, right? I had really hedged on sharing this podcast episode because I'm afraid of the backlash. I'm afraid of being abused again. I'm afraid of having to sever ties completely with people. And that means I still have people-pleasing beliefs gripped tightly to my brain. There's such a deep level for me of wanting to be liked and loved and accepted so much that I was afraid in sharing this podcast episode with you that I had to protect you from me. I had to protect you from my truth because what if your family isn't that bad? What if the abuse isn't blah, blah, blah? What? Oh, God, you know? And I'm just like, what is happening here? Like, Why can't I express my truth? Oh, because I want to be accepted by people who said that they love me. I'm afraid that you're going to look at me as cold or heartless because I said I couldn't do this thing because I drew a boundary and the boundary was to protect me because you're supposed to do anything and everything for family no matter what, even though I actually don't believe that's true now. I believe that you can be supportive, but you can't be enabling. And I recognize now the cycle in my family of enabling and how much that has stunted certain people in my family. And I was one of those people and that sucks because I want people to be in their power because when you're in your power, that's where shit happens. Instead of being the crutch that people rely on and lean on when they don't allow themselves the opportunity to try new things or hard things or to ask other people. So maybe I share this and I do get backlash and then I learn some more and then I draw a harder boundary. Maybe you're going to set a boundary with someone in your family and it's going to rile them up in a certain way because the version of you that they hold in their heart is not the one who would draw that boundary. And you're allowed to change. If a freaking tea mug can change colors because it decides to and because life has made it happen that way, whether internally or externally, and you are a different version and it makes you happy or more joyful More free, more powerful, more loving, more kind, more compassionate, more joyful, more responsible than change. Because I guarantee that you are going to outgrow certain pots, (laughs) like a majestic little plant who's growing. You're going to outgrow people. They're going to leave. Like you're, they're going to vibrate out of your reality. Does that feel painful? Yes. And also, at the end of the day, we all go home. We all go back home to source. We all go back to unconditional love and light. We all go back to learning who we really are without these certain filters dictating our experience and density because we are pure light. We are pure love and we choose family and friends in certain relationships to help us grow, even if it's incredibly painful, to help us learn more about what we actually desire to teach us more about who we are when things are dark. Because again, if everything was light and that's all we saw, what would we actually see if we did not have contrasting experiences? If we didn't have the shadows that shape the light so that we can see different forms, different ways of thinking, being, behaving, creating. This is our dance with duality. And no one said it was going to be easy, but you were like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to earth. Let's freaking go. So I hope that if you are navigating something similar, that you feel more empowered or more grounded. If you need ways of communicating, let me know. Just drop me a message. I've got you. I've been doing this for a while. And if you are like me, on the heels of an experience like being verbally abused or other forms of abuse, and maybe you need someone to reach out to feel free to message me because I am connected to therapists and counselors and I, it would be a joy to support you in some capacity. But know that you are incredibly resilient. You are strong. You are here on purpose. The experiences you're going through, I'm, in, I'm just like in awe of your strength because it's your willingness to be here and to transform those experiences into love that just like, oh God, is stunning. So I love you, take care of you and take a breath if anyone triggers the hell out of you. <laughs> if you loved this episode, would you do me a favor and leave me a quick rating? Or could you share this episode with someone you love? This is super, super helpful for me on my mission to opening more hearts across the world and connecting people back to the truth of their souls. Thank you so much for being with me.